0: Take inspiration Mm -hmm. from things that you see in life online, put your own spin on it. You know, that's part of creating and part of artistry. And, um, you know, what we do is a form of art and to be able to then edit it in a way that is your own or, you know, put your own spin on it in some sort of way, I think is the beauty of this digital world that we live in.
1: Welcome to Unplugged, the tech podcast for digital entrepreneurs. I am one of your hosts, Brooke, the founder of the Sober Biz Collective.
0: Hey, podcasters. My name's Nate best bestselling author and founder of Podcast Revolution Studios. If you're looking for tech, tools, and tips on how to utilize podcasting for your business, you're in the right spot. Let's get unplugged. Well, hello, top-charting tech podcast host. Club um, What? How's your week been?
1: It's been a whirlwind. I just, um, I I got a message from someone that had listened to our podcast and she was like, oh my gosh, you did such a good job with this. And I'm like, this is the first time I've actually not edited the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to talk about that too from your perspective, because there is that sort of control piece where you can like formulate the episodes, which we've each sort of done always with our own shows. But from your perspective of just kind of hearing the final product, what's your perspective on that?
1: <laughs> I feel like kind of a giddy schoolgirl every time something comes out that I didn't have to like have my hands in. And like, it's like yeah. hearing it for the first time, even though it was there, and we did the interview and everything. So I've really been enjoying this. It's also been a learning uh, process for me and like how to just like release control and this like mm. trust that, other people can take on these tasks you know yeah that's a really 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 hard thing as a business owner um especially with podcasting because you're putting out a message right and Mm -hmm. you know not having control over your message can be really scary yeah i've loved i've loved listening to it and seeing how you have really used editing to kind of create a narrative for each episode because we can get off topic so easily and we like go on rambles all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think paring it down and really getting like the meat and potatoes and what's important and what's going to add value and what adds to this story is the biggest piece of editing.
0: Yes, from my side of things, it is having that control over the final episode, which I'm not technically a control freak. I love uh, the collaboration side of things and getting input, which I think we've had a, a you know relatively good back and forth with um, input after the fact. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I've just always loved post production. I mean, it is like kind of the labor intensive side of things too. But for some reason, I really just love a hot cup of coffee and like your editing platform of choice and just kind of sitting there and being able to like mold and and bring together a conversation that, you know, end up being surprised by the final yeah. outcome. And I think the way that we batch record episodes as well, sometimes it's just a really long conversation with episodes one and two. It it technically was one recording session and one long mm-hmm. conversation about our journeys and you know, our goals for this show and to be able to create two episodes out of that and take things that make sense and kind of group those segments together, um, is my favorite. And I think a good tip for, for beginners, I think batch recording is going to be your best Mm -hmm. friend. Um, definitely recommended, you know, you can segment, parts of the conversation, but I think to sit down one or two days during a month and batch record is a huge time saver and uh, definitely recommended on my end.
1: Yeah. It's honestly the only way I think as digital entrepreneurs to really make a podcast work is to like set a day of the week that you are just going to record a bunch of episodes. I mean, podcasting on its own can be a full-time job. People, Yes. <laughs> I have it's a so podcast true. cat. She is like every time <laughs> I am she is. recording anything, <laughs>
0: <laughs> she could be our mascot.
1: Well, you would have to kick Watts to the curb. And, you know, Watts is.
0: No, no, no. We have Watts. Big up to you, my friend, the listener. Uh, we had our official launch this week, and we are on charts and. Spotify, apple podcast charts uh you know spotify new releases and that's all because of you so thank you so much and yeah uh the reason i brought this up was well you mentioned watts and we're gonna get into some listener feedback some listener q a and i think it would be fun if we we called it ask watts
1: oh i love it I love <laughs> as that like so the much. segment yeah yeah watts is our little mascot that you see on the cover yes. of the unplugged Podcast.
0: Um, Brooke, what what's the evolution of your editing software been like? Any free recommendations? What do you use for your shows? Um, let's kind of talk the the technical side for a minute.
1: Well, my first uh experience with editing was on Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> ah yes,
0: Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> Probably two thousand one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's really where i learned and self-taught how to uh just piece together things and pseudo edit like i had absolutely no formal training but i had three little brothers and a digital camera and would just
0: and a passion for tech that's all you need it
1: that's all i need that's all you need um and you know we actually created some really cool stuff just with that free software and i am a sucker for saving money i will find the best free resources i possibly can to get the job done sometimes that means it takes me longer but um often i just feel like there's just too many subscriptions especially as a business owner like you're paying for your website host you're paying for your email list stuff you're paying for like every every app you know to help organize your business so however i can cut down on those costs the better so for me i went to school for digital um Documentary filmmaking, and so I learned how to edit on the Adobe suite on Adobe Premiere Pro. So I, because I do photography, I do video, I do podcasting, um, I do graphic design work. The Adobe suite is a really good investment for me because it incorporates all of that technology at once. It okay. is very pricey in this in Canada. It's about seventy nine dollars a month, Ooh, and that's okay. a big that's a big subscription. Yes. So I'm gonna give you an insider tip for those of you <laughs> that you know want to save yourself some money. Um, uh, they give you like a one year deal where they'll give you 50% off. So it ends up being like $40 a month instead of eighty dollars a month. And when that deal is up, if you say, I can't afford this and I'm gonna cancel, they will give you another deal.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay. <laughs>
1: That's right. So you just keep clicking. No, I can't afford it. I want to cancel until they give you another 50% off. And I have been doing this now for three years. So <laughs>
0: I love it. God, that is a great. Oh yeah.
1: Adobe has been amazing. Audition is their audio editing software, which when I was doing the seek purpose podcast, we used, um, Adobe audition. I use premiere pro still for bigger editing jobs when it comes to video. But I've actually loved CapCut, like the free version of CapCut. They just made it super user-friendly and they have really cool AI technology and different things that you can't get in Premiere Pro yet. So uh, yeah, for video, especially when I'm on my phone and I wanna create something quick for Instagram, like something to promote an episode of a show or whatever it is, I will use CapCut now. And I find it's a way more user-friendly entry level, um, editing software for someone who hasn't gone to school for editing and doesn't know, you know, exactly what they're doing. They make it really easy and foolproof. So that's a great yeah. uh, resource.
0: So true. Yeah. I was initially introduced to CapCut through TikTok because you see <laughs> these, you know, use this template or, and it'll take you to the app. But you actually recommended when we started Unplugged the desktop version of CapCut, which I've been playing around with. Um, as well. And, you know, you mentioned the AI tools or or capabilities and, you know, the auto-generated captions, podcast clips, or other content on on social platforms. And if it's sort of an interview or like a talking head video, they all have captions. And CapCut does a really great job of of auto-generating those captions. There are tons of text options and colors and fonts. So that's been the, the biggest time saver and sort of ease of editing that I've found with CapCut. And yes, so user-friendly. I mean, y- you're clicking the scissor icon to cut the, I mean, it's, it's very entry level, yet sort of um, you can graduate, you know, as you learn things mm-hmm. or even if you're an expert editor, I mean, you can you can get the job done through CapCut. I also love their, it like creates libraries for you of your past projects and you can create templates for your work if you have specific you know, branding or colors or whatnot. So I, I like the sort of library feature that they have too, which is really cool.
1: I think the one downside with CapCut is so many people are using it that you're going to run the risk of Having the yes. same kind of, <laughs> you know, easy templated fonts and like end screens and that kind of stuff. Um, so if you can avoid that and like create your end screens in Canva or something, so there's they're very yeah. branded to you, and you're not just using their kind of plug and play stamp things in CamCut. What do you find? Because I use the free version. Um, I am a little frugal.
0: <laughs> I did only a free trial. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. What did you find the difference was like? Do you think it's worth the investment to pay for that? I don't really.
0: It's there. The the added features for the pro version are, I mean, they're nice, but I don't think they're necessary to get a quality product. So if you were looking to eliminate a subscription to Brooks Point or uh you know utilize get the most out of a platform that's paid versus free I don't think that CapCut is is one that it's necessary to subscribe to you're you're getting the features that you need with the free version
1: yeah they've really packed that the free version
0: for sure I think there's
1: a couple of tools I've noticed like um the AI face tracking where when someone's talking it'll kind of follow their face I think that might be helpful for social media especially because When you're editing things in CapCut for your podcast, if you're doing wide shot like me and Nate are now, or you have a live show and there's like a two shot and you're you're two people talking, like having the face tracking could be very helpful to eliminate having to cut back and forth from each person talking. That That might be
0: helpful for Nice Girls Club if you guys are doing (laughs) a group shot.
1: Yeah, because that is uh, the Nice Girls Club podcast. We are an in-person interview style show. and. We had like three people in the last episode that I just edited and it was like the amount of cutting that has to happen. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine.
0: I was that's the only thing I was thinking about when I was watching your video <laughs> is God, bro. This editing process was probably a nightmare.
1: <laughs> it is. Um, I mean, okay, so for editing, I loathe it until I'm doing it and then I yeah. can't stop. And I could do it for hours, and then I—it's—I don't know if it's an ADHD thing or what, but I'll get so into it that it will—I can sit there for hours and do it. But just like opening my computer and getting started is like the hard part. And uh, I am teaching one of the girls how to edit right now, so I can take that off my plate. But yeah, it's—I love seeing things on TikTok and uh, Instagram of what other people are doing for their shows, and then trying to recreate it. Like I get so much joy out of it, and I really love those in-person style shows where they're like you know back and forth and the person that's talking is really front and center and like oh let me see if i can do this with our show and
0: that's where i get the majority of my inspiration because it's like that looks so cool and shit i can do that you know utilize your resources take inspiration from things that you see online actually let me this is a perfect opportunity So I got this book, Steal Like an Artist. Oh yes. Have you heard? Um I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, Austin. He does like these really cool like content, audio, video, uh, artistry, uh, author inspired. And it's so cool, just like scribble text and and really cool content that he puts out. But steal like an artist is sort of this idea that nobody's original and Um, you know, as long as you're not blatantly ripping people off, you know, take inspiration Mm -hmm. from things that you see in life online and put your own spin on it. You know, that's part of creating and part of artistry. And, um, you know, what we do is a form of art. And to be able to then take inspiration from things that you see or that you love and um, edit it in a way that is your own or You know put your own spin on it in some sort of way i think is the beauty of now this digital world that we live in and having so much content available i think it's flattery you know if if somebody else's work inspires you to want to create your own version of it i would be flattered
1: (laughs) i you know what that's a really Great topic to talk about because it's actually come up recently. I had somebody reach out asking about copyrights of photos and things like that. I mean, copying someone else's work is still illegal. (laughs) You can't you can't take their videos without permission. Deal it. Right, right. Yeah, you can't take their photos without permission. But there is something called fair use. And so what that is is if you're using their content to have a reaction to it, to add commentary to it, to change it in some way, to parody it in some way. Um, to create educational content with it. Like that's fair use and you're absolutely allowed to use other people's content and don't necessarily need permission. It's always good practice to credit a creator if you're inspired by them. It also helps you build relationships with people. Um, when you're tagging them in your videos, they might see it, they might share it even. And it's just, I, I, I once put out a video I heard this thing on a podcast that really spoke to me and then I made a TikTok about it and I was like, yeah, like I just, I'm going to adopt this theory, this message. It was like, if someone is pissed off at me, it's none of my business. And if, if they want to tell me they can phone me and if they can't phone me because they don't have my number, then they don't know me well enough to be pissed off at me or something like that. right?" So, I had said something similar to that a while ago, and I just kind of added to it with that quote, but I didn't mention that I heard it on a podcast. And then somebody else said the same thing because they obviously listened to the same podcast. And then somebody commented under that person's thing and is like, Did you steal this from Brooke?
0: Oh, gosh. (laughs) I heard it
1: on a podcast. Like, just be really authentic about it. Like, I, yeah, I was listening to this podcast today. It was called Whatever, and they said this, and I'm going to adopt that, you know, like that's. So it just saves your, your butt a little bit because that stuff can get nasty online. Yeah. Everybody's looking it's for getting, a reason to be yeah. mad at yourself. So.
0: <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, don't give them a reason to think that you're sneaking around or trying to get away with something. Credit their work. Yeah. I mean, they're, I'm sure they'll be flattered if, if it's done in a way from, um, you know, I think we put things out in the world for people. To mm-hmm. react to and for people to resonate with and be inspired by. That's, isn't that the point of all of this? I mean, we're yeah. trying to inspire people and build communities and um, put out useful information, you know, that may help people in some way. So just make sure you're stealing like an artist.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that's a great uh, book recommendation, too.
0: Yeah, it'll be in the show notes today for sure. I just made a note. So thank you, Austin.
1: So what did you find? I think one of the hardest things about editing for me is taking things out. Like there's so much good juicy stuff and sometimes it doesn't necessarily add to the story or I'm trying for the Nice Girls Club, like trying to get it down to 45 minutes and we've talked for an hour and 20. Yeah. And like, what, what do you, how do you decide what to take out? Like what's your process for that?
0: It's a great question. <clears throat> the first thing I do is take the raw file your raw footage whether it's audio or video and i make sure that i clip out all the bullshit in the beginning the highs the how are you's the, the okay let's get started and i clip it right at the go point and then i go to the end of the raw footage and i make sure that i end it right where we say see you next time or you know thanks for today. And I clip out all that extra garbage at the end. So I know that I'm working with just the start point and the end point. And I look at the time and see what I'm working with. So I, you know, typically your show format or uh, whatever project you're working on will have a time limit or a time goal. Like Brooke and I like to be around the 28 to 30 minute mark. So keeping that in mind, then I look at the raw footage. Okay. I'm working with 37 minutes so i know i roughly have to get rid of 10 minutes so then as i'm editing through the usable content you know i'm keeping that in mind i'm looking for any awkward pauses i'm looking for any uh repetition or kind of tangents that don't add to the episode or add any decent information Uh, i'm looking for any like breaking of the fourth wall for instance i have already cut out of this episode brooke and i talking about audio feedback and our personal lives anything that sort of doesn't add to the episode offensive things curse words that you know may affect the episode Um, and then i do a rough draft so that's like my initial pass and then i'll watch back that that rough draft and see how i can shorten it more Um, you know, I don't like more than about four seconds of any silence. So, you know, if I'm trying to recall a book and I can't remember it, or if, you know, the word that I'm thinking of, isn't coming to mind and there's any silence, it's more three or four seconds. I'll usually cut that out as well. And then kind of just clip and snip as I go through the episode to, to make it to my end goal sort of reverse Mm. engineering of of the episode
1: yeah i love that um that point you made about like long pauses and silences and stuff like that i find um a really really good way while you're actually recording if something does mess up and you know you want to edit it out give yourself a long pause yes and a long silence after that mess up because when you're editing you're going to see a dip in the audio and it's going to be really really clear where that space was And then also it helps you with editing because you're not gonna be talking over yourself trying to like find the perfect cut and make the audio match up and stuff. So give yourself a pause, repeat what you meant to say and then move forward. And it'll show up when you're editing. It makes it really easy to find those spaces. I am a lazy. (laughs) 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 I wanna find the easiest, fastest way to do absolutely anything. And I used to spend a ton of time editing. But I've had to find ways to be way more efficient with it. And one of those ways is like during recording. (coughs) I just swallowed a cat hair.
0: See, (laughs) there we go. That'll be an edit. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll leave it in just for fun.
1: While you're recording a podcast, your conversation could go on for an hour. And to sit there and listen to an episode for an hour that you've already recorded, you've already listened to, and then you're getting, it can be really mundane. And can be overwhelming. So, whatever you can do to make that process easier for you while you're recording is so important. The other thing I used to do with editing is instead of creating these episodes and then going back and editing them later, we made a live podcast. So, if yeah. you're not someone who loves editing, this is a really great option for you or you're not really sure how to do it or you're you don't have the time to do it is having live shows so what we did is we would go live on facebook every once a week i think it was every friday or every monday and we would live record the show and then basically all i would have to do after is trim off the the beginning wow. trim off the end make sure it ends really nicely and then add our intros and outros to each episode and that made it super doable and allowed me to create a lot of consistency because honestly, while you're growing your show and your audience, consistency is way more important than just the editing. And if you're doing a live show, people are going to expect there's going to be some mess ups and you guys are going to talk over each other or something's going to happen. Like there's less pressure on you <laughs> to create a high production show.
0: And I think it adds to that uh, sort of casual, conversational, more natural flow to the conversation. Uh, which I think really you should keep that in mind if you are editing or if it's a heavily produced show. You don't want to edit it down so much that the conversation doesn't even sound natural or free flowing. That's, you know, p- listeners will will be able to tell and potentially be turned off by that if it's sounding too robotic or unnatural. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind too when you're when you're editing or fixing those those pauses or breaks in conversation. Um, You know, that's why I kind of mentioned the three to four seconds, because you do want pauses. I mean, in natural conversation, even the best public speakers in the world have pauses and, and breaks in in natural conversation. So keep that in mind, too. Also about things to keep in mind while you're recording Too, you want to to be in command of of the conversation and keep in mind that end goal or that time goal for your episode or for, you know, batch recording, kind of keep your your time frame in mind so that you don't have so much editing work to do Mm -hmm. and so that you're not trying to chop up so much stuff into 30 minutes, you know, keep that in mind, too. Uh, I usually try to go like. 10 to 15 percent over so if you want a 30 minute episode you know you probably want about 40 42 minutes of of raw footage max otherwise you're you're creating more work for yourself than i think is necessary keep it succinct to, to the point but uh you know you definitely want some additional room to be able to play with.
1: Yeah. And also down the road, if you end up like creating a Patreon account, which is somewhere people can subscribe and pay you money for the content that you're creating, or you can now do that through Spotify and Apple, they have subscription options as well. But with Patreon, you can really create like a paywall for some content. And that's a really good place to add those things that you cut out of an episode. Like, oh, we talked about this, but it didn't make the cut. But this is some like bonus material for your audience, yeah. right? So you're not doing more work for yourself. You just kind of save these clips for later and and give that to like a, a VIP group. If you're growing that like a Facebook group or something, or you can use things like Patreon or other paywalls.
0: Yeah, I love, uh, I love bonus content or like behind the scenes stuff. Love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and actually with the Nice Girls Club, I've been putting some of the things that don't make it into the podcast. I use it for social media. So they kind of see some funny clips of things that we cut
0: out and- Love it. That's like the perfect show for that kind of content and that people would want to see more of. Let's talk about, you know, from an editing standpoint, you mentioned with the grant, perhaps being able to buy some additional equipment and, you know, having additional cameras. So from an editing point of view, how would that work with editing? Do you pull in each file from the camera and kind of splice them together? Like, what would that look like in the future?
1: If you know what you're doing, it makes it a lot easier to have everything separated so that you just basically connect, collect all of your content and then thank God for AI syncing. Both oh my God, yes. And TabCut, now have that option. So it'll auto sync your video. It doesn't do a great job yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, I still it's have to go- typically
0: like a half a second. You may have to play with it. Yeah. But it'll get yeah. you in the range.
1: Exactly, it saves a ton of time. So I layer all my videos first and just put all the content in there and sync all the audio and all the videos together so that everybody's audio everybody's video is all one right and so while you're editing this is going to be a little bit more advanced you don't need to do this at first especially if it's just you talking on a zoom or something you'll only have like one video file but the layers are basically um, whatever's on the top layer is what your audience is going to see what's going to show up in the video and then you go down and down and down in layers. So what I do is my two shot or my wide shot is my base layer. And then I put each speaker in layers on top of that and sync everybody's audio. And then you basically just go through and cut out the people, like when someone's talking, you wanna make sure you've cut out the top layer so that the, the second layer is talking and then vice versa with the third, whatever. It's hard to explain. This would be way better as like a visual masterclass.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> but the layers are going to be your best friend. And yeah. with um with that kind of show, I'd probably use Premiere Pro. You can use CapCut for sure, but you want to make sure you turn off the option where it just snaps to grid because I've done this a couple of times now where I haven't turned off the snap to grid option on CapCut. And then I'll do some editing and I'll take out a chunk and then it snaps the main file to where to like the next file, right? But then it unsyncs with the rest of the videos over above it because they're not grouped together. So it's a harder thing to explain. Maybe we'll do like a group training um, for the audience. If people want to like just comment on this episode or on something on social media or join our Facebook group and it's something that you'd like is like an editing masterclass. Like, I think that'd be a really cool thing to visually show you on like what that process looks like.
0: I know for me, that was one of kind of the biggest barriers of getting started was this idea that, well, shit, I don't know how to put all that together and make an episode out of it. I know I can talk and I know I have Mm -hmm. stories to tell and information to get out there but how the hell you make it into an episode, right? So I think that could be super cool with our community.
1: There is one, so there's AI tools now as well that help you edit using your transcripts. And there's a a platform called Descript, I think it's called. Yes. Descript, yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, they will edit for the transcripts. You can take out all the ums, like it's a really quick way to edit your videos if you don't wanna get into all the like, you know, have having all that control over it. I do find, It looks choppy. Um, I see a lot of people that use Descript and I I think CapCut as well has implemented this feature as well. It looks choppy. And sometimes the ums and ahs and those kind of things, like they're worth it just to leave in rather than like cut it out and then have this weird jump cut video, right? (laughs) So for video podcasting, not as practical as for audio podcasting, but it's definitely an option for those who don't wanna learn editing.
0: And just you know, one last thing on that to kind of wrap it up would be, you know, you always if if you're using AI tools or um, anything that's computer generated, you, you always need to sign off on the final product. So you need to watch through the video, tweak any things that they have done. Um, you know, it's a computer; it's not going to be perfect. So you know, always do a final run through, a final listen. And make any additional adjustments to make sure that it's kind of that finalized product and something that you're um, proud to put out into the world and that you know, is' representative of the message that you're trying to tell.
1: I' always a great way to wrap it up, Nate.
0: <laughs> so too. Hey, some may say I'm a professional.
1: Hey, you've done this before, haven't you?
0: Thanks so much for hanging out today. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube for all of our video content at Unplugged Tech Pod.
1: And join us in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash unplugged podcast. Also. Make sure to throw us a five-star review if you're finding this content valuable for you and your digital business. We accept all forms of reviews, Apple (laughs) Podcasts, Spotify follows, (laughs) YouTube, telling your grandmother about us.
0: And make sure to share the episode with one person in your life who may find it valuable. And we'll see you next time on Unplugged.
1: I think I, yeah, I think it's good enough and we're just gonna keep getting better. <laughs>